from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNY News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNY and Credit Union Magazine. Andrea Parrish had an auspicious introduction to the world of social media. In 2010, she and her fiancé, Peter Geyer, decided to pay for their wedding with the proceeds from recycling aluminum cans. Their efforts went viral, and Andrea became a social media sensation. The experience prepared her well for her current role. Today, Andrea serves as digital brand manager at STCU in Spokane, Washington, and she's a 2019 Credit Union Magazine rock star. But more than that, she goes above and beyond to share her knowledge and make the connections she establishes on social media meaningful and engaging. Andrea, tell us about your uh, unique introduction to social media and how it relates to your marriage. <laughs> so my husband would laugh if he heard this question because he likes to claim he's not a person of the, that hung out on the internet at all, and yet I made him internet famous. When he and I decided to get married, I had actually just gotten laid off by my employer. And we were trying to figure out how to have a celebration of the fact that we wanted to get married and a celebration of our marriage without breaking the bank. Because average wedding runs somewhere around $30,000. And at that point, we had just purchased a house and one of us was without a job. So we were hoping to spend $2,500 and wanted to figure out how to do that. And so to make a very long story that you can read all over the internet short, I decided that we would try and recycle aluminum cans to pay for the wedding. And as a child of the internet and somebody who had been doing some marketing-ish things here and there, I set up a website and ended up talking with the owner of a blog called Offbeat Bride. And between her story on it and some of the stuff I had been doing, the story ended up going viral. And not kind of viral, it went like the BBC called me kind of viral. And when the BBC calls and says, hey, what Twitter account can we tag for your project? You don't say, I'm basically lost as to what Twitter is. You say, I'm going to figure that out. Give me, you know, give me an hour and I will give that information to you. So I got thrown into the deep end of digital marketing and just haven't looked back because it's worked very, very well. Did that help your career at all? Oh, extraordinarily so. Really, my entire career path since then has been based on that because I became a professional blogger for a while after um, that whole situation because of the notoriety I'd gotten. And then after I helped my employer there go viral a couple of times, I ended up getting another position at a law school which was also very weird for me. Um, and then after working at the law school for a while and then running my own business for a couple of different businesses, I got recruited into STCU. You said you're a child of the internet, and I know you've had an interest in computers and the internet for a long time. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Sure. So I'm the youngest of three children. Um, my older brother was very, very into computers. He loved building computers. He loved figuring out how all the pieces of computers work together. And so from a very young age, we had computers just sitting around my house. And because they were there, I started using them. And I started with an old Apple IIe with the giant floppy disks and learning how to play King's Quest and text-based games. 
And then once some of our computers got connected to the internet, I started playing around on the internet because it was this incredible communications tool, which as a young kid in a little tiny rural town who was very different than everybody around me, it allowed me to connect to people that I honestly would have never even known existed. And so I ended up sitting down and teaching myself HTML code as an after-school project because I am and continue to be a nerd and happily so, and built my mom a Mother's Day card on Angel Fire and have just kind of never looked back because I love how the internet allows people to communicate. And uh, how did you get started in credit unions? When I was in college, I made some stupid financial mistakes. And like most people who make stupid financial mistakes, it ended up coming back to bite me. And for several years, I was listed on check systems and had to live entirely on cash. And that is very, very difficult for anybody who's done that. You know how tough it is. And my employer at the time had joined STC, was one of our community business partners, which is our um, business partnership program. One of the parts of CBP is they encourage all employees to get direct deposit. I couldn't get direct deposit because I had no financial institution. So I ended up having to have a extraordinarily difficult conversation with my boss at the time and basically say, hey, because of these stupid financial mistakes I made years ago, I can't get paid in the way you want to pay me. And my employer was very understanding and had a conversation with our representative at STCU. And between the two of them, they decided to take a chance on me. And I was blown away, first of all, that they were willing to do that. But second of all, it kind of started me down the path where I actually was able to dig myself out of that financial hole. And several years later, many, many years later, when I had actually you know, gotten to the point I had a little bit of savings and my now husband and I had been able to purchase a home, uh, somebody that I knew from STCU actually recruited me in. And the first conversation I had to have with the recruiter was, I don't know if I'm going to pass your financial checks because of my history, but STCU saved my financial life and I would love to work for you. And by some miracle, I managed to pass their checks and now I work here. And I get every single day to help people who are in financial difficult, financially difficult situations, but also to help people who aren't in difficult situations understand that credit unions really are there to help. They're not there to make your life difficult. We're not trying to make, you know, make everything tough for you. We are trying to make sure that you are more financially successful. And that is something I am incredibly lucky for and thankful about. And it really helps me feel like I'm doing good in the world because credit unions are there to do good. One of my colleagues here, Ariel Bilski, describes you as her personal rock star for the way you provided assistance to her in uh, with the CUNA Digital Marketing School. Can you tell us how you got involved there and what your role is? Sure. Um, Ariel is far too kind and also one of the most excited and enthusiastic people I know. A couple of years ago, I was presenting at CUNA's Marketing and Business Development Council conference. And the presentation I was giving was Hug Your Social Media Haters the Credit Union Way. And when I was finishing up the second round of that presentation and walked out of the room, Ariel was in the hallway. 
And she kind of accosted me and said, oh, my gosh, I want you to be my representative at Digital Marketing School. I want your help. Will you be willing to do it? And kind of took me aback at first, but eventually I got the sign off of everyone at STC and was able to help. And it's been a, a great two years, and I'm really looking forward to year three. Uh, Digital Marketing School, I get to do a variety of things. Uh, one of them is as the credit union kind of advocate or credit union person there, I get to take all of this content about digital marketing and social media and online management and really help operationalize it for credit unions to say, okay, you just listened to three hours of how to do Google AdWords. Here's how it can work at your credit union. Here's who you should have doing it. Here's what kinds of products and services you can be talking about and how to actually make it something that your credit union does instead of just interesting information you know. Um, and then I also get to present on a couple of things, which public speaking is my drug of choice, so I'm never going to say no to a presentation. <laughs> How did you get involved with the councils, the CUNA councils? I got involved in CUNA councils really when my boss, when I first joined STCU, realized that I had zero credit union experience. I had no idea other than being a member of a credit union what was going on. And so the first thing he did was say, you need to get involved in CUNA councils. They are an incredible resource. We will pay for your membership fee. Go on to the community, get involved in the conference, do everything you want to do. And I've never been a person to do things halfway. So of course, one of the first things I did was volunteer and have just kind of been volunteering with the, the CUNA council since then. And it's been one of the best professional development decisions I have ever made. And now you said that public speaking is your drug of choice, but you definitely have a message that you like to share. And can you describe your approach to social media, what you think it should be and what you think it shouldn't be? So I think social media and online conversations, what they should be is the tool that helps connect people and the tool that can help build empathy between people. Because most major communication tools from the very first days of smoke signals all the way to modern communication tools have been about helping individuals communicate with one another. And because we have such a variety of communication tools now, we have this ability to communicate in a variety of different ways, which allows people to really build conversations and build empathy and build connections that they may not have been able to build before. And so I think social media is one of the ways that people can really truly get to know one another and get to know one another's viewpoints and just build those social connections. What I think social media isn't is that social media is not a marketing tool purely. Social media is not an advertising tool. Those happen to be what helps support it. And when done well, really good communications and marketing is really good advertising. So it can help smooth that whole conversation. But it shouldn't be where you go to get sold to. Social media is not somewhere that you go just to spout your views and not have a conversation. Um, it's very much where people go to connect, both with the people they know and the people that they have yet to meet. And I think that is one of the coolest, most powerful things about not only social media, but the internet and communication tools in general. In a previous discussion that we had, you said your upbringing has a lot to do with your willingness to help others. And I think it kind of feeds that message as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? As I have said before, I was incredibly lucky to grow up in the family I did. 
not only was my brother a computer nerd, and not only was my sister one of the best growth opportunities I have ever had as a person, and she is one of my best friends now, but my parents were both small business owners. My dad actually moved houses for a living, actually picked them up off the foundation and drove them down the road. And my mom ran a catering business and, and reception center the whole time I was growing up. So I had two entrepreneurial parents who ran their own businesses from the day I was born until very, very recently. They both owned and operated businesses. And one of the things you learn as a child of two entrepreneurs is that putting effort and putting energy into something that doesn't work in the hopes that it will can be extraordinarily draining. And there are a lot of people who are willing to charge you a lot of money to teach you how to do things that don't actually benefit you or your business. And so one of the things that I really try to do is offer freely and offer with as much energy as I possibly can the information that allows somebody to make informed, good decisions that actually benefit them and benefit their businesses. And the more information is shared and the more information that is shared freely, the better decisions people can make. And I think that any business, especially small businesses, especially not-for-profits like credit unions, really need people to be willing to help out because we shouldn't be spending our members' money on something that we don't know has a chance of working. Not everything works. That's what testing is for. That's one of the cool things about digital marketing is you get answers really quickly. But you should at least have a chance of it working instead of paying thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars for a consultant who eventually tells you something you could have Googled. And the really cool thing about that is that you are in the perfect business. You're in the perfect line of business for that. You're in social media. So you can connect with people and empower them. So you're you're in your sweet spot, so to speak. So yeah, that's I, why I think I that's agree. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And to that end... To build on that, I understand you have your own podcast. Can you tell us what that's about? Sure. Um, I have this weird little project that kind of is also the other side of my life, but in a way informs the entire way I live my life. Uh, I started asking questions on social media many years ago for the entire purpose that I wanted people to connect in ways that they just didn't have a starting place for. And so I have been asking a question every single day on my Facebook profile for the last six years, six and a half years, something like that. And I have a database of over 1,700 questions at this point. And a couple of years ago, I decided I wanted to do something with that. So I ended up starting a podcast called A Thousand Things to Talk About, because at that point, I had almost a thousand questions. Um, And I do a little bit of research on every single question just so people have a starting point to have that conversation. And I present two to three minutes of the research behind the question and then leave it open-ended. So really, it's a conversation starter, either with yourself or with a partner or with random people on the street, because people want to connect and they want to have conversations, but starting is the hardest part. And it's easier to react to something than to create something out of whole cloth So I try and create something that allows people to react, to get that conversation going. And that leads me into my next question, my final and final question. You actually have a tattoo that is very powerful in that context. It says, love the questions themselves, which is very meaningful. Can you explain that to us, what that means? Sure. Um, So love the questions themselves was actually the title of my TEDx talk, because yes, I am that kind of a nerd. 
but it comes from a larger quote from uh, Rilke. Uh, the whole quote, or at least a large chunk of it, is be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves, like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not seek the answers, which cannot be given to you, because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. And really what that speaks to me is that you're never going to ask the perfect question, and nobody ever has all of the answers. But if you really dig into the questions and create a mindset where you ask yourself questions and questions that are asking the kinds of things that you wouldn't ever consider before, then it opens a path for exploration. And that allows us all to live much more authentic lives when we're willing to ask ourselves and ask others the kinds of questions that we think we shouldn't or we couldn't or we might not because we're afraid of the answers, when really those answers are what allow all of us to get to know ourselves and others better. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.